Welcome to Travel Tuesday with Teresa, the ultimate source of wanderlust inspiration. Join the journey led by your host, Teresa Belcher, founder of Honeymoon Islands. Hello, and welcome to Travel Tuesdays with Teresa. I'm your host, Teresa Belcher, the founder of Honeymoon Islands. And today I'm really excited because we're going to feature the Nordic countries. And I am really honored to co-host today with uh, Marina. She is the owner of Nordic Luxury. Uh, welcome to the show, Marina. Thank you so much. How do you pronounce your last name? Um, my last name is pronounced as Safanova. Safanova. Okay, I didn't want to but butcher it, so that's why I allowed you to say <laughs> yeah, it. But it's welcome not an to <laughs> Welcome to the show. So you own a company. You're live today from Iceland. Um, yep. Your office is right outside Reykjavik, I believe, right? That's correct. That's correct. Right. So um, your company specializes in boutique um, bespoke itineraries. You primarily work with a travel advisor. 95% of your business comes from the travel advisor, which is pretty impressive. Um your, your credentials are endless. You're a member of Virtuoso, Signature, and a plethora of others. And because that you specialize in luxury Nordic countries and you your credentials are uh, quite impressive, this is the reason why I work with you. And you have become my travel partner in the luxury, in the luxury market for the Nordic countries. The no Nordic countries we're gonna discuss today would be um, Norway, Finland, Denmark, Iceland, Sweden. So I'm going to hand over the microphone to you and let you go to it. Yeah, perfect. That that that's great. Um, I'm super excited to be with you here today, um, and also just just for the reason that I really want to share my passion to the Nordic countries with you. Um, over the course of uh, many many years, uh, Scandinavia have been uh, developing and becoming more and more popular. And um, actually the biggest um, uh, kick to that process or the, the, the biggest uh, um, push to that popularity has um, has has come with COVID. Um, and uh, actually post COVID times have, have been the time when um, Scandinavia has started to shine with uh, new colors and new uh, opening new and new corners and uh, new areas um, of those beautiful countries, just because this is really the corner of Europe, the corner of the world where you could um, be um, in connection with nature without much of interruption, uh, much of, um, you, you are pretty much often on your own, uh, surrounded by just beautiful, pristine nature, uh, beautiful landscapes, and um, just pretty much that, elements that everyone started to be looking for uh, post-COVID travel time. Um, so that, that's kind of why um, it, it became even more popular, but we of course will unfold that a little bit uh, more as, as we go uh, in this presentation. And I'm really happy if it will inspire you a little bit and, um, and unwrap a, a little bit the possibilities and the options th those destinations have to offer. So we will begin with Iceland, um, and uh, Iceland we uh, we call um, the uh, land of fire and ice, and uh, this is this cannot describe it better. Um, especially that I, I'm sure that all of you have experienced uh, 
uh, heard the news of Iceland uh, once in a while um, about new eruptions. And <laughs> over the course of probably five, uh, last 15 years, we had, if I count uh, correctly, well, that would be about six eruptions. Um, that's probably more than any other country in the world, uh, if we if we count that. Uh, but um, the last three years have been super active when we had this amazing, as we call it, touristy volcano, uh, in that sense that it, it's so easily approachable when you can just literally stand um, around three, four hundred meters away from the crater where the um, actual lava is, is spewing. Uh, from uh, inside the ground. And um, uh, the scientists and volcanologists are predicting that this is going to be on an ongoing eruption. Um, it, it goes on and off. Um, last three summers in a row, it has been going on from um, eight months to three months to one month. Uh, and it's just has been an ongoing process. And it, it just gives new and new opportunities for visitors to come and approach this miracle, I would say. Uh, but um, Iceland, as uh, many of you know, probably is a volcanic island. It has uh, appeared as a um, as many of its small islands and parts uh, just has volcanic history, and uh, pretty much under each and every glacier in Iceland uh, is hidden a volcano, um, and that's also the uh, volcano that has been erupting in 2010, the famous Eyjafjallajökull uh, that uh, you, I'm sure, all of you heard heard about. Uh, that has been exactly the volcano that is um, located underneath the glacier, and that's the reason why it has given us so much ash. Um, so um, that's that's kind of the unique uh, neighborhood and unique combination of uh, uh, fire and ice, uh, volcanoes and glaciers. Uh, that's just uh, it gives Iceland amazing um, amazing possibilities for travel and uh, exploring in terms of activities. So also Iceland is very um, hot uh, destination in terms of geothermal energy. Um, Icelandic people are harvesting geothermal energy and, and um, bringing it to uh, people's homes and using it for greenhouses and um, heating uh, systems everywhere. Uh, but it also gives opportunities for uh, travelers to come and enjoy uh, geothermal spas, um, such as Blue Lagoon and many, many more that have been actually open uh, here and there, um, and over the, over the course of the past three years, we have now a uh, few of them in the north, a uh, few in the east, uh, a lot of them in the south, like Reykjavik and the surrounding areas. So it's not only the Blue Lagoon. If you want to experience something else, that's definitely um, more and more options available these days. Um, so um, in terms of when it's best time to travel to Iceland, uh, Iceland has turned into an all-year-round destination. So it's not only the summer where you can travel to Iceland, it's also the winter months that have become more and more popular, especially for the reason that it gives um, us a chance to experience the amazing Northern Lights. Um, but I want to also bring up the uh, spring uh, spring, and especially autumn months um, when we still have um, great weather, we have uh, great accessibility to all the parts of the country, to the most remote areas, but then also still all the activities are up and running. But September, October are already the times when the Northern Lights season is starting. So it's kind of the best of two seasons, the best of two worlds that we bring together in those months. So um, that's something to consider when you're planning your trip to Iceland. Um, so um, 
Iceland is definitely a beautiful, gorgeous destination. It's a paradise for those who love active travel, who want to experience something that um, is beautifully satisfying for your eye. It's 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 a paradise for photographers. Um, and uh, nowadays, uh, it's it's just a like, fascinating destination that uh, gives you 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 drive for about i don't know an hour and you see completely different pictures sometimes you don't even need to drive for an hour sometimes it's, it's just uh 10 minutes and and you are in totally different place and 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 like a, seeing a, a different picture so of course um northern lights this is like i said the highlight and many people are trying to go to remote areas um, to see the northern lights with more with without uh, light disturbance, uh, the artificial light pollution, but at the same time, um, of course, you can see them in the city. So it's it's uh, always very uh, popular to to come and stay in the city, and sometimes you just see it outside your hotel window. Um, like I said, Iceland is a paradise for active travelers. So. Um, Sometimes, sometimes we even try to put all the activities together, um, try to make a list. Uh, what are what are our options? And uh, it's it's pretty much endless. If you have any ideas, if you if you want to do some some things, um, I'm pretty sure that we do have them available in Iceland. Um, at the same time, we have a few adventures, few activities which are very special for Iceland and uh, Iceland would be one of the very few places in the world where you can do that. And I will mention that when we go further. So it's a paradise for those who love uh, motorized sports. Uh, it's all sorts of uh, buggies, ATVs, um, snowmobiles. Those activities and adventures are available uh, throughout the entire year. Um, since snowmobiles, for example, are happening on the glaciers, uh, and uh, therefore we have access to the glaciers uh, throughout the year, both in summer and winter, uh, and we can do that um, all, all, all year. At the same time, we do the ice walks and ice climbs, also all year round uh, activities, and uh, these are usually one of the highlights for customers to, to do when, when they're in Iceland. Um, in the summer months, we, we do a lot of boating and, um, of course, the fantastic uh, boat rides towards the glaciers and the, the ice lagoon, the amazing ice lagoon. Uh, kayaking trips also during the summer months. Uh, and we, we, we do have many areas. We do sea kayaking, we do lake kayakings, um, different lagoons like in the glacier lagoon. Um, we have amazing ice caves. Uh, some of them are only open in the winter months. Some of them are throughout the year. We have ice tunnels. We have man-made ice tunnel, which is absolutely fantastic to see when you're trying to experience um, the glacier from inside. It's, it's absolutely unique. Um, of course, uh, famous and cute, adorable Icelandic horses. Uh, who wouldn't like to, to meet them? Um, whale watching in several destinations in, across the country in Reykjavik area and up in the north. Um, uh, beautiful huskies, although the, th those are not indigenous to Iceland, but we still have few kennels that are very passionate about bring, breed, breeding those husky dogs and uh, giving us an opportunity in the winter months to do uh, dog sledding. Um, it's a paradise, absolute paradise for hikers. Uh, we, we have endless routes, uh, hiking routes, and um, mostly in the summer, of course, so most of them are accessible, but some some winter months as well. So, of course, we have to expect that in the um, 
in the winter, many most of the trails are covered with snow, but that doesn't stop us from uh, going up and down to beautiful mountains. Uh, mountain biking uh, and um, one of the unique um, one of the unique activities is snorkeling and diving between two tectonic plates uh, that are actually actively drifting apart about uh, four centimeters a year. Um, or between two and four centimeters a year, depending on how uh, how the year goes with <laughs> volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. Uh, but it's it's really beautiful place. Uh, one of the most beautiful place in the world for um, uh, diving and snorkeling in, in um, fresh water. Uh, because of the visibility, it's it's about hundred meters ahead of you that you see it super clear. Um, we can also go underground. We do uh, a lot of cavings and uh, we can descend actually into a chamber, magma chamber of our dormant volcano. Um, this activity is called into inside the volcano where you are going down in a, in a cable lift and actually stepping on the bottom of a, a dormant volcano, seeing all this beautiful uh, magma colors and, and lava around you and uh, just seeing the having this experience how it actually looks from inside it's it's absolutely unique experience uh we do a lot of jeeping of course uh, this vehicle uh, modified super jeeps are giving us an opportunity to get into remote areas um, cross glaciers cross rivers and take us to the places where uh, usually no one else can get um, so it's uh, it's a very uh, common um, and um, very um popular tradition to do those modified special modified super trucks uh, actually in, in they're modified here in in the garages uh, uh, in the summer months uh, we have um, endless opportunities for golf lovers we, we have a um, arctic open and midnight sun golf uh, tournaments and many plenty of uh, beautiful golf courses when when you can play golf pretty much 24 7 uh, because actually it doesn't get dark in the um, in the night. Um, for those who love fishing, of course, uh, lake, uh, river fishing, uh, sea fishing are an option. Uh, we do have heli skiing opportunities up north, uh, and and um, and then uh, when it comes to what we do at Nordic Luxury, um, how can we make the experience even more special? How can we? make it even more memorable. We have developed a concept which we call outdoor dining experiences where we um, bring together Nordic cuisine and Nordic nature and uh, set up um, dinners and lunches and create those unique dining experiences in the nature. So we use lava tube caves, we use uh, uh, beaches, we, use, we go up to the mountains and uh, uh, basically, um, bring a setup, bring a private chef and, and create um, a memorable dinner with all local ingredients. And uh, uh, usually our guests are saying that uh, this would be one of the highlights of the trips. So uh, we are very proud and very passionate about those elements that, that we do. Uh, definitely, it's a way to celebrate a special event, maybe a birthday, um, an anniversary, um, a special uh, a special event um, that that the guests are celebrating. So yeah, that's that's kind of what we we try to do. We also want to um, bring special experiences by doing glamping. So those uh, private tented camps we set up in remote locations, um, in 
pretty much wilderness, uh, but doing it uh, in a nice and comfortable way. Uh, do this camping experience. It's super popular for families and uh, and honeymooners. Uh, depending on what we are looking for, we we select the location. We bring the chef and uh, set it up for for the guests. And uh, that again could be a highlight of the trip. Um, so apart from the uh, hotels and um, all this nice and traditional and authentic properties we use, um, there there aren't super many uh, international brands, but there are some these days like the edition, the Marriott edition, um, the retreat at the Blue Lagoon, um, the super the very nice standards, uh, which we could qualify as five stars. Um, in many cases, we, we simply do not have uh, luxury properties, and then we have created ourselves um, a collection of luxury lodges and villas. Um, and those, um, those villas, they exist all across the, the island, um, mainly in the south, but also in the north and in the west. Uh, we can actually travel around and accommodate our guests in those beautiful villas and lodges. Um, they go from uh, two bedrooms up to seven bedrooms or even eight, um, uh, our biggest properties. Uh, and uh, we, we bring all the service our guests need. So starting from um, daily uh, housekeeping, um, private concierge host, uh, chef and um, spa services, just whatever we need to. Uh, in this way, we can create the most luxurious and most comfortable experience that our guests uh, are looking for. So that has been uh, pretty much um, shortly and briefly about Iceland. Um, I'm sure that uh, you will um, have some questions as we move along, uh, but my next destination would be Finland, and it's um, one of our and my personal and our company personal favorite, uh, just because it's it's such a fairy tale. It's it's a true winter wonderland that we take our guests, and it's always amazing uh, to create this fairy tale uh, for our guests that we invite them to step in. So we begin with uh, the capital, Helsinki, and uh, that's usually where you begin your journey when you fly into. Um, and um, usually our guests are spending a couple of nights here to experience the city and what it has to offer. Uh, it's an all year round destination and uh, it has a lot to offer in all seasons, both summer and winter. Um, it, this um, capital is surrounded by water so you are you have direct access to the sea, um, and so there's a lot of connections. Actually, you can travel by boat. Um, it's a design capital. Uh, it has become super modern, and uh, there's a lot of attention going on internally to developing um, the design and, and, and architecture. And, uh, and in in a way, Helsinki is just like a little sister uh, for Stockholm and Copenhagen, which are um, uh, Europe's leaders for um, simplicity and, and modern architecture. So um, we do a lot of um, those design and ar architecture trip. We do a lot of cultural experiences, food walks, uh, cooking classes. So this is always very, very common here in Helsinki. At the same time, we want to combine a little bit of adventure. So a lot of uh, boating, a lot of sea trips, um, uh, you are at the doorsteps uh, to a few national parks that surround Helsinki, and it's very easy to go and be active. You could go hiking, you could go um, um, mountain biking, fat biking, and it's just um, very, very easy. 
Uh, it's a lot of heritage as well. Uh, you can visit uh, Somenlina Fortress, which is just uh, 10 minutes away from the city by, by ferry. Uh, you can go to Porvo, which is a medieval uh, town um, about an hour away from, from Helsinki. Um, and here, if you're interested, you can do day trips to Tallinn, Estonia, or you can do and visit a um, few other places in Helsinki, in, in Finland, such as uh, Turku or Tampere. And, and to give you a little bit more understanding of Finland and Finnish culture and traditions. So um, then we move on to Lapland, which is the northern part of Finland, um, above Arctic Circle. That's the area that uh, is called Lapland. And this is a true winter wonderland. Uh, this is exactly what you see, what, what you get there. Uh, this is no Photoshop. <laughs> And uh, this is really a fairy tale where which which you uh, see and step into when you land. So um, of course it's um, the area that where Santa lives, and uh, many of the uh, family adventures are uh, taking place here. Um, and um, it's uh, super popular for families just because of how easy and comfortable and um, how easy it is to move around and do the activities because. Uh, once you're going to a husky farm or reindeer farm or uh, you do any of the activities, it's never more than 10, um, 15, maybe 20 minutes in a car and you're there. You are never for far too long in a, in a car and uh, that makes it very, very easy and uh, enjoyable for the smaller uh, family members. Uh, so we do a lot of um, snowmobiling, uh, husky rides, reindeer farms. Uh, and you can come to feed the reindeers or you can run the, ride the reindeer sled uh, and experience that. Of course, uh, snowshoeing, skiing, uh, um, snowboarding, uh, beautiful ski resorts here in, in Lapland. Um, and uh, just imagine to be surrounded by these beautiful landscapes when, when you do that. Um, of course, this is a winter destination that I'm talking about. The season starts in November. Uh, very end of November and lasts into April when we still have this uh, beautiful snow and the days are already um, like um, uh, long enough. So um, uh, basically, of course, just like everywhere else above Arctic Circle, we have polar night, which means that the daylight is about four hours. And that happens in the months of December and January. That's, that These are the, the months of the shortest daylight. Uh, but we always adjust. Uh, so we are at Nordic Luxury, we are very used to do that uh, because pretty much all of our destinations are uh, having these areas where we have just four hours of daylight. So um, other um, active options, um, ice rally. I know that it excites many, many um, um, adults. <laughs> so uh, when, when, when the kids are, are, are traveling and, and doing some Santa activities, you're welcome to go and experience the ice rally uh, on one of the frozen lakes. It's, it's really a, a true adventure. Um, we have amazing, beautiful um, ice hotels and ice restaurants here up um, in Lapland. And uh, Finland is actually the place that have taken to a next level. It, there are a few of them in different areas. So uh, you cannot, um, if you don't want to sleep there, it's it's okay. You can just come and, and have a, a have a look or take uh, take a dinner in one of those restaurants. Uh, and you can even try yourself uh, in an ice sauna. 
Uh, or um, one of the adventures that we have developed at Nordic Luxury for our guests is to um, an amazing and adventurous activity to be to build your own snow igloo. So um, you, you, you with your um, expedition guide, you do um, take a few hours to build your own snow igloo and then um, have a little picnic inside once you're done. Um, we also focus a lot on culture and traditions. So um, visiting a local shaman and having a performance so followed by a dinner or lunch. That's also something that we do a lot and that is very popular. Um, and of course, hunting Northern Lights is one of the key um, activities and uh, there are plenty of options to do that here in um, in, in Lapland, uh, in Finnish Lapland, because actually the climate here is uh, very, very uh, for it because it's, it makes it easy and comfortable uh, because this destination is kind of hidden between other countries and uh, there's a lot of, um, the climate is much more stable. So uh, the Northern Lights uh, is more predictable while actually it doesn't snow. So because in months of December and January, it snows a lot. Uh, but then going into February, March, early April, uh, there we have uh, more uh, clear nights and clear skies. So um, same as in um, Iceland, we do as much as we can uh, outdoor dining. Uh, it's not really outdoor here because you, the weather can can be uh, a bit tough in winter months and uh, the, um, the temperature can drop down to sometimes minus 30 even. So we do uh, use local um, uh, teepee tents, uh, igloos, um, reindeer um, herder shelters and all of that, but just to re-redecorate them and make it, uh, make it, make them very welcoming and authentic. And again, uh, we might have uh, chefs cooking an open fire for the guests and, and so on. So um, where do we stay? Um, we, of course, again, use the hotels, but uh, in many places they are just rather simple. Um, what we use a lot is lodges and villas, and um, they are actually great in Finnish Lapland. They are, they are amazing, and there is a huge selection of them. So again, from smaller properties, um, two, three bedrooms are not so popular. Uh, not many of them are, are in this standard. But the bigger ones, yeah, four, five, six bedrooms are actually um, very, very popular. So um, at the same time, we do have this amazing uh, type of accommodation, which actually have put Finland and Finnish Lapland on the map, is um, authentic igloos. So these are the uh, these igloos are originally built for Northern Lights hunting. Uh, and uh, there is a huge amount, a huge number of them in different locations. Um, they are in Levi, in Rovaniemi, in Ruka. It's it's all uh, amazing and great. And uh, nowadays there are even um, glass uh, suites and igloo suites. Not only just small igloos. When when this whole concept started, they they usually didn't have bathroom and so on. But nowadays you can even have your own private jacuzzi and uh, and all of that. So um, this is all uh, developing and becoming more and more and more popular. So of course it's a paradise for honeymoon couples, for those who are going on romantic holidays and, and romantic retreats. Um, those destinations are uh, simply great. Um, so moving on to Norway. Marina, can I interject yeah. before you go to Norway? Um, 
Finland is really popular to see Santa. So for all you grandparents and parents watching right now, um, I would encourage you to reach out to me. I'll give you my contact later at the end. But um, I've got, you know, several clients that have gone to go see Santa and they've taken their kids, I think a really sweet age to go see the kids. First of all, for kids to see Santa at any age is spectacular, but traveling can be a different story. So um, reach out to me because it's really popular to rent villas for families to go see Santa Claus. It is magical. It's much more magical to see Santa in Santa's land as opposed to going to the mall or going to Disney World to see, you know, Disney. It really is a very special touch. So um, to see that and the Northern Lights, that would be a bucket list item, I would say. So continue, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, I, I just want to say that you, you are totally right. And imagine uh, just uh, doing your um magical active day during the day with full of activities and adventures and then getting your family together around a, a, a cozy fireplace in a villa or a lodge uh that's just uh my personal uh dream of of a great family holiday so it's it's all coming together here in in finland and in scandinavia yes. so um going on to norway uh norway is of course um i would say um, in the Nordic destination, it's 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 a foundation of um, all the other destinations that have come and developed on top. It it looks and it feels like Norway has always been popular, and uh, the fjords, the famous fjords, is on the bucket list for uh, a lot of travelers all across the globe. And uh, there is, of course, uh, totally a valid reason for that. Uh, this is one of the most beautiful, one of the most amazing destinations in the world uh, of this amazing nature beauty uh, to experience uh, all across the seasons and uh, not only in the summer when they are in their peak uh, of beauty and accessibility but also in the winter months and uh, uh, definitely it's um, the destination to consider um, for both for family trips, for honeymoons, and uh, for all types of travelers, um, especially for those who are looking for active travel, because uh, hiking here and uh, adventure trips uh, in those uh, fjords actually are like no other. <laughs> uh, those hiking hiking um, trails are uh, to be remembered for the rest of your life, for sure. So um, we really love here in Norway to bring culture and nature and experiences and tradition together. Um, because actually, no matter where you go in Norway, no matter how far and remote you go, you always have a feeling that there is an infrastructure, there is accessibility, everything is, is easy and connected, but at the same time, it feels really remote. Because sometimes to get to one location, you need to cross several fjords, you need to take ferries, you need to um, uh, to travel for some time, uh, because actually uh, the uh, coastline of Norway and the distances are, maybe they seem close on the map, but in fact everything is is taking time uh, and uh, it, it is at quite a distance. So uh, planning those trips um, requires some, some, um, some patience and um, consideration. 
especially when when you have some dream locations to visit and um, to to see. So um, usually uh, the fjord area um, is uh, visited in the summer months. Of course, that's the, kind of the the peak season, um, and the fjord area which we consider. Um, the fjords, the fjords of Norway. Uh, these are the destinations from Stavanger in the south, uh, then Bergen and Ålesund, and up to Trondheim in the north, which is kind of, when you, if you look at the map, is um, the middle of Norway, the central Norway. And um, when you travel from south to the north, um, the landscape changes, uh, the mountains become higher, and uh, they are not so flat like in this on this picture, like you see uh, the this is the south of the fjord area where the um, the mountains are a little bit flat and going further north they are getting higher and higher and even in the summer the the, the peaks of the mountains are covered in snow and gives a lot of contrast so again uh, norway's an adventure destination we we could do so many things we could do rafting kayaking biking hiking um, it's it's a lot of uh, adrenaline and adventure going around um, some um, a bit more um, simple adventures that that are um, accessible for everybody like rib boating and uh, it's actually one of my favorite ways to experience the fjords because you 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 can move around pretty fast you can cover a lot of um, areas you're tra traveling from a to b from different place to place um, there is amazing fishing opportunities because uh, don't forget that Norway is a fishing destination and the, it's a part of the culture. And um, uh, related to that, the fish market and the, the culture of um, um, just it, uh, the, one of the best fish um, fish in the world to taste <laughs> and uh, all those amazing fish restaurants that, that are just uh, here. Um, again, the food culture and um, uh, it's, it's, it's a big thing in Norway these days. Um, few uh, famous restaurants have just been opened this year. Um, for example, Iris uh, restaurant, which is a Michelin restaurant uh, in the middle of the fjord. Um, some of you have um, heard about it, I'm sure, on social media. It has been a big opening, uh, but uh, there is a reason, of course, the local ingredients, the um, the produce uh, is all local here in, in Norway and super fresh. And uh, you, you would be fascinated and surprised to know that here in the fjords, there are lots of fruit uh, trees, uh, lots of orchids. Uh, we grow um, apples, pears, even peaches, and there are lots of um, um places and breweries where we make our own beer and uh, cider and um, and lots of jams and uh, it's all amazing local produce that you have an opportunity to taste um, and uh, again we we do unique outdoor dining experiences in in, in its own way uh, in all uh, seasons and all um, locations uh, so for example imagine imagine uh, traveling by boat to one of our remote locations one of the um uh, one of the um, islands out in the sea where a chef is waiting for you for a private dinner or lunch and um giving you an opportunity to uh, taste the local fish and local seafood um, we do also uh, special um, food walks and heritage trips to experience the traditional food recipes and so on 
um, and of course the Viking culture. That don't forget that. Uh, that's that's where the Vikings are coming from from Norway. Um, a lot of cultural trips uh, covering the cities. Um, I think it's essential to combine the nature and the cities, at least one of them. And they are, all of them are beautiful. If you start from Bergen, uh, Ålesund, uh, Stavanger and Trondheim and uh, famous Oslo. Of course, uh, that's usually, um, usually the trips that we do, um, they, they are between um, five to 10 days in average. And uh, depending on the number of days, there are two or three um, cities and locations that you can include. Um, of course, um, Oslo is um, the capital and um, in many in many ways, uh, that's where people start. But uh, you will be surprised that uh, many, many guests choose to skip Oslo and go straight uh, to the north or straight to Bergen in the fjords. Uh, but uh, Norway is so big and so different locations, um, so so different from each other, that it's easy to even come here several times to experience different uh, adventures. Um, the, the northern part of Norway is absolutely gorgeous, uh, very beautiful. Uh, Lofoten Islands, uh, Alta region, Tromsø region, um, both in summer and in winter. These are all year round destinations and people travel here in different seasons for different reasons. So uh, it's it's um, the place, the, the areas with um, very strong fishing traditions. So lots of adventures are related to that. Um, but at the same time here, you see absolutely gorgeous mountains. They are all around you. So hiking, mountain biking, uh, in both in winter and summer, uh, even um, and downhill skiing and all of that, it's, this is the place to do that. Of course, this, this is the area above Arctic Circle, so uh, amazing chances for Northern Lights again. And Norway definitely is um, in the top list for Northern Light hunting uh, of all the destinations. So you can um, travel um, by huskies, reindeers, similar experiences as in the uh, in in Iceland and Finland. Uh, you can even, if you're a, a true um, nature enthusiast and adventurer, you can you can come and experience your reindeer migration. This is happening in the spring months, in March and April. And um, and this is definitely one once in a lifetime experience. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Bless you. You can take some water, drink some water. <laughs> but yeah, just to kind of fill in, I have clients that are going to Lapland, and I don't know if Marina, if they have this airing in Iceland or not, but here in America, Bravo is a channel they have Below Deck Norway or the adventure of, of Below Deck Adventure. And it's yeah. filmed in Norway and it gets, mm -hmm. I watch it whenever it's airing and it gets me pumped up and excited to go to Norway. I've never been to Norway. I've been to some Scandinavia countries, but not Norway. And, um, I'm ready to go. Every time I see the show, I'm pumped up. I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm going. And then something else sidetracks me where I have to go somewhere else for work. But um, anyway, continue on. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, Norway, of course, in the northern part, it has um, 
it, it looks on the map very small, but it has so much contrast. And even further north, the Svalbard archipelago, the Spitsbergen archipelago, uh, this is the land of polar bears, and this is the ultimate, ultimate adventure where basically you can uh, actually in real time, in real life, see the northern lights and see the, the polar bears and just be completely on your own. You travel here by snowmobiles. You don't see anybody for hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. And um, the only place to stay is either you're in Longyearbyen or you're in, in some very remote um, camps or trappers, uh, trappers, trappers uh, huts, which is basically <coughs> just a, just an adventure of a next level. So we invite the the super adventurous spirits to come and experience this, and um, uh, and meet those uh, cute but dangerous animals. <laughs> but this is definitely on a bucket list for many people uh, to come and experience this wild uh, wildlife in in its best. Uh, in terms of accommodation, again, uh, here in Norway, we have amazing, uh, traditional, beautiful hotels, uh, lodges and villas. Uh, we handpick those um, experiences and hotels and we really try to make it as special. Uh, for our guests as, as we only can, because uh, it's very important that the hotels really fit the concept and read, uh, fit the location. Uh, we are very happy that <coughs> that it, it develops into the spa uh, elements and, and retreats. Um, Norway is really picking up in the past years uh, on, on this uh, movement and, and this um, um, important features uh, for wellness and and health and recreation uh, because actually it, it goes hand in hand with the landscapes and everything that's around you so it's it's an amazing um, location for that uh, and and which set you um, set your mind in such a peace when you're there um, so many private lodges and villas again we we, we contract and use uh, as as part of our portfolio the very traditional way of uh, life and experience the destination with your own private chefs and, and everything that uh, comes with. So, um, but of course here in Norway, um, we have a little bit more variety of hotels and, and so on. So it's uh, not as necessary for luxury travelers uh, to be in a, in a private lodge or a villa. It's just more for privacy reasons. And uh, when you are, really want, wanting to focus on on this um, private um, privacy and seclusion. Um, moving on to Sweden, um, Sweden, of course, is a destination with very strong uh, tradition uh, and focus on design, Nordic cuisine and uh, Nordic, Nordic uh, minimalism and archi in architecture. So um, of course, the, also the history and tradition is very strong and uh, in, in very important part. Um, but um, uh, to be honest, uh, among of all our amongst all our travelers that are coming to see this destination and experience, many of them are very interested and very focused on experiencing Nordic cuisine in its best way. So uh, a lot of focus goes on um, on the food walks uh, with different uh, themes and topics, and um, some of them are 
focusing on on the pastry and generic and uh, uh, food classes, the food, the cooking classes, and so on. The architecture, uh, taking people to uh, local underground to experience um, how it looks, um, the uh, culture and traditions. But um, apart from that, it, we, we never forget that nature is right at our doorstep. The beautiful and um, fascinating Stockholm archipelago is just literally one hour away from Stockholm. And uh, it's very easy to combine and very easy to create uh, adventure experiences just right uh, outside the, the capital. So here we have an amazing tented camp, for example. It's a glamping experience and uh, where you could spend a night or two in, in comfort um, just an hour away from, from the city. Um, very easy, you can go uh, kayaking, you can go island hopping, you could go and, and on a riverboat, see the seals, um, go fishing. We could set up a beautiful lunch or dinner or a picnic on one of the islands. And uh, this is just an amazing experience that um, we could combine with the busing and and um, busy city. <laughs> um, going up north, of course, here in in um, Sweden, we also have um, Lapish territory, Lapish country, uh, Swedish Lapland. Uh, it starts um, in a beautiful area uh, of um, uh, where where you will find the famous um, uh, tree hotel that you probably have come across once or twice in your life in different uh, architectural magazines or uh, hotels to stay, um, which are fascinating. Uh, at the same time, not far from here, you'll find a new Arctic Baths Hotel, which is a unique spa hotel, which is located on the river. And some of the units, some of the rooms are just frozen into the river and some of them are overlooking the river itself. So it's it's unique um, construction, a unique property, uh, focusing on wellness, well-being, uh, peace of mind and uh, and all of that. But at the same time, you have access to all the winter adventures and activities and amazing northern lights. Um, as well, there is a unique place with, uh, I, would, I would call it an, an ultimate romantic and ultimate um, honeymoon destination with um, a, a, a small property with which just works and open for just two guests. So uh, you can arrive here in a helicopter or kind of a car, um, do all the winter adventures and the whole resort work, works just for you too. And it's, it's an amazing experience and uh, beautiful, beautiful landscapes. Going further north, uh, we have a lodge uh, that focuses on dog sledding and the owners are uh, breeding dogs and breeding huskies in, in generations. They have uh, the biggest kennel in Scandinavia and um, they have created a beautiful um, uh, property where they welcome guests to come and stay. You come, uh, you can come by husky, you can leave by snowmobile, but it's it's complete wilderness and uh, such a unique experience to, to do. Uh, here up north, we also have the uh, famous ice hotel which is nowadays open 365 days a year. There's a building that uh, uh, keeps it uh, cold and uh, you can have the overnight experience even in the summer. Um, so yeah, that's kind of Sweden for you. And uh, 
Sweden, of course, is a big a big destination. We when we we talk about the best time for to travel, um, it depends on where you're going. Uh, the uh, the southern part, uh, the capital, is all year round, and the Stockholm Archipelago, of course, is the most beautiful and most accessible in the summer months. But when it comes to the central Sweden and uh, northern part, that's of course when we recommend to travel in the winter months, when we have snow and we have access to all the winter adventures. And uh, going on was to Denmark. Uh, Denmark is um, uh, our most um, modern, most uh, sophisticated in terms of um, uh, design and culture and heritage. Um, we really want to promote other other parts of Denmark um, besides Copenhagen. Uh, there is a lot to explore. There are beautiful mountains and cliffs. There are beautiful um, uh, white sand dunes uh, and uh, lots of holiday uh, areas where you could be uh, at a beautiful beach by um, by the sea uh, on a in a small cozy cabin. Um, beautiful uh, castles and beautiful um, remote areas. Um, he, here we also have even uh, a place where uh, you can uh, you can have you can try local um, oysters. Uh, not not very common for the Nordic countries, but uh, completely local and um, authentic. Uh, so. Um, there, there are plenty of areas uh, to explore and combine with your trip to um, uh, to Copenhagen. Again, uh, for families, um, uh, famous Legoland, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great add-on to the capital. But of course, um, in all uh, seasons, uh, Copenhagen remains number one destination in Denmark. And uh, that's when uh, we have amazing Christmas markets, um, that, like like uh, in all European capitals. It's really popular. Uh, we we love to invite our guests on a trip uh, as a local. So uh, it's a bicycle city. So we do a lot of cycling um, trips. Uh, would it be um, city sightseeing or just people rent and and just explore the city on their own? But a lot uh, in many cases with a guide. And, and truly uh, experiencing the, the city as a local. Uh, we love to take our guests on um, uh, exploration journeys. We take them to the showrooms of local designers and try to show the, um, the design and, and the fashion through their eyes because that's uh, uh, fashion and design in Denmark is actually the highlight uh, and, and the, the most um, authentic in, in the entire Scandinavia. Um, it's a lot of um, emphasis on um, interior design, in, in architecture, and of course on the local uh, cuisine, which is new Nordic cuisine and uh, the best restaurants in the world um, are located here in Copenhagen. There are so many of them. Uh, so we take the guests uh, behind the scenes, we take them on cooking classes and let them um, Kind of step into that world of new Nordic cuisine in in the best way we can. Um, so that was briefly um, a, a short introduction of the Nordic countries. Uh, I really hope you find it inspiring. Uh, and uh, this is truly beautiful destinations and uh, wonderful people inhabit those countries. Really warm and welcoming, in, even though it's a it's a Nordic, it's northern. 
uh, and um, northern destinations, but people are really warm and and with warm hearts and and welcoming um, to their guests that are curious about those destinations. So feel free to come and experience this for yourself. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, well, you did a great job, Marina. Thank you for that presentation. It's quite refreshing is the proper word to showcase um, unusual destinations compared to the tropics. I love the tropics, my hearts are in tropics, but honestly, this world is so large. It's, you need to see every country. I remember many, many years ago when I was a young child, my ultimate goal in life was to travel and see every country on planet earth. And I've checked a lot of boxes. So it is really heartwarming to visit some of these Nordic countries. And like I said earlier in the, in the presentation, to take kids to go see Santa and Santa's homeland in, in Lapland, Finland, is really a bucket list item for all parents and grandparents so their kids can experience Santa in the authentic location. But you know, Norway has the reputation of being the adventure capital of the world. So if you're an adventurist, that would be your place. So Iceland is also a lot of adventure. There's something for everybody in these Nordic countries. So I hope somebody today was inspired by this presentation. And if you are inspired to travel to the Nordic countries, please reach out to me. My name is Teresa Belcher. You can get my contact information off of Honeymoon Islands website. Just go to that website and click on contact us and you'll be able to uh, contact me and what we'll do is we'll create and design a customized bespoke itinerary just for your needs, just for what you're looking for. There really, if you've learned anything, there's not one itinerary, correct me if I'm wrong, Marina, there's not one itinerary that is duplicate from the other. Everybody's travel needs are different and everybody's travel wants are different and everybody's Budgets are different. So whatever you had envisioned in your heart you want this vacation to be, we create it from ground zero. We build yep. it according to what you want. We customize every single vacation. Yeah, so that, that's very important uh, for us to hear your needs, to hear your dreams and make them come true. And um, like Teresa says, that's correct, that no, no itinerary is the same. And uh, we really try to uh, put it that way that uh, fits your family, fits your schedule and um, your way uh, of travel to make it more comfortable and um, to tick all the boxes you, you want to, to see and do. And, you know, as a travel advisor, I'm on the front lines working directly with the traveler, trying to create something. And the very first question I hear is, how much does it cost to go to Iceland? Well, there is no answer to that. What do you want to do? How long do you want to go for? You know, there is no how, like, how much should you budget it? well, what does your third eye tell you your dream should be? That's how much it's going to cost. So the higher the dream, the higher the budget. So um, no, no one size fits all on this type of journey. 
So if anyone is inspired to go to the Nordic countries, please reach out to me. And Marina, thank you for spending your time live from Iceland, may I say. And I appreciate you spending your time today with us and doing this beautiful presentation. Thank you so much, Teresa, and, and all of you. And uh, I, I hope we'll have a bit of Northern Lights tonight. And uh, that's what I, I invite you all to see. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Stay tuned for more episodes that will unveil new horizons and immerse you in the beauty of global discovery. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Until next time, if you can dream it, we will create it.